Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. If this sounds different, <laughs> it's because it is different. Yeah, this is the first time I'm hearing that. Oh, God. Mason fucked up. This is the second time we're recording this. We spent a good 20 minutes of banter, but hopefully we'll get back there. Uh, just to go over the bullet points, rest in peace, Barbara Bush. Yes, sad. Old people freak us out. Uh-huh. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Uh, we love Cinemapolis. Yes, give us money. Give us we money. also love MoviePass. Please give us money. <laughs> um, and then we just talked about how they have no money, probably. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But big point is that we are currently in a 2008 what? Jeep Patriot. We're together in the same room for the first time in three years. It's not really a room. It's a car. Whatever. But we've been we've been in. So we know that we. We've been in a room twice. Uh, that we the know. Same of. movie. Yeah. Because yeah. Blade Runner. I got my ticket in IMAX. Hashtag treat yourself. Yeah, way in advance. Dicked. I got dicked by <laughs> the Syracuse Regal. I yeah. was gonna see a uh, double feature of Blade Runner one and 2049, but we don't have it. That happened to me with did they that happened to me with Conjuring the Conjuring movies I saw one and I saw one and then they're like hey two's not working so they hooked us up to the RPX and we're just like sick awesome get, yeah I but got, you didn't even get one I got comped for my ticket oh okay and upgraded oh that's pretty sweet IMAX. yeah it was so worth bad. it honestly so it was worth being dicked but I honestly <laughs> I wish I had seen those two movies back to back that would have been really cool yeah that would have been very uh, very exciting very satisfying. Um, red bar is still there, right? Yeah, the red bar is still there. Okay. we got to keep our eye out for the red bar. Uh, if you hear any cuts in the audio, it's either I said something bad or somebody fucked up. Somebody so, being, of oh, the two of us, somebody fucked up, so it's going to be me. not driving the car right now. <laughs> so, uh, so Blade Runner, that was our first, or that was our second. Or no, it was, was our, our first, first. That we know of. And then Lady we Bird. And we saw Lady Bird together. Yeah, Lady, I went to see Lady Bird. So usually I may, like, go see a movie on Thursday, uh, right when it comes out, and then, like, Friday or Saturday or Sunday if, like, there's another movie I want to go see or whatever. But this time I went on a Monday, which is very rare for me. I went to a movie on a Monday, and I'm just, like, sitting there in my in my seat. Where I don't normally see, sit in uh, the second row of a movie theater. I like to sit in the bottom so you don't have, like, the distractions of people coming in or, like, the lights on the ceilings or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's, like, playing the trailers and super dim. And I see, like, some dude with a chin-strap beard walking. And I was like, ah, who's that jabroni? Excuse me, I don't Get out of chin-strap beard. It was it's it was close. It's close enough it's to in. It's not a good beard by any standards, but <laughs> it's definitely not a chin strap. I'd rather die than have a chin strap beard. Do you notice how some people have chin strap beards just so they can get some definition of their jaw? Because yeah. you know, it's like what just you're not. It's okay, dude. You're fine. It's okay. No one's looking. No one cares. People base their entire livelihoods on being like above, like a little bit overweight. Like people make millions of dollars, whether it is sumo. Or the NFL. Or your Seth Rogen. Or exactly, or Seth Rogen, professional cuddlers, you know? There's plenty of stuff. Don't worry about it. But, it's, yeah, so I saw you, and you were the friend or whatever, and then I letterboxed it, and you immediately like, wait, what? Were you just at Cinemapolis? I was like, yeah. It's like, oh, I was there too. Because I remember that Lady Bird's the type of movie where there's one joke in there for everybody individually, <laughs> where they'll laugh, where you'll be the only person laughing, and no one else will get it. Mine was when that little twink, Timothy Chalamet, was uh, <laughs> reading a copy of the douchiest book ever called yeah. the History of right. uh, People's History of the United States. And I was like, <laughs> and no one else in the theater laughed with me. <laughs> it hurt. I think I snickered at that one, but I didn't. I didn't know people's history enough to full on laugh. You know? <laughs> did I have like a, a moment where you're like, where where I was the only one laughing? I don't remember. Did you? I, I know the sister, I was going to say Sister Jean. Shout out to just Sister Jean of Loyola, Chicago. Uh, the, the old lady saying that the the married, just engaged with Jesus or whatever thing was funny, that got me. But I think that got everybody. <laughs> I don't know. But this time we're actually getting it done for realsies. Again, to our knowledge, yes. probably. There's probably yeah. a couple more in there. Probably. This just by odds, sheer odds alone. Um, so, yeah, movie pass. I got an email the other day from them. And we're talking about whether or not they are, like, making money or whatever. And they, I, so I got an email from them saying, hey, for the foreseeable future, like, in the next few days, like, I'll probably have to do it when 
We go see Isle of Dogs at Cinemapolis. Give us money. Shout out. Um, We're giving you money. Sleep fever. <laughs> uh, they're like, hey, do you have to take a picture of your ticket after you buy it and like send it to us? I was like, okay, sure, whatever. That's fine. And apparently it's because they've been, like, people are being dicks and, like, defrauding them. So, like, what is going... How are people taking advantage of MoviePass? I had never gotten that um, email. I don't have to do that. Yeah. But, so what people would do, I read somewhere, I think it was on Reddit, that all people would check into, like, a standard showing of, let's say, Ready Player One. But when they would get to the ticket booth, they would say, I want it in 3D. And when you check into a movie on MoviePass, they put, like... Fifteen dollars on your credit card because oh. they never know how much the ticket's gonna cost them. Like, if we were paying legit tonight, it would probably actually only cost us like ten or eleven dollars. But like, if we go to the Regal in Ithaca, it costs twelve seventy-five to get in. So that's why they do that, and people are douchebags. See, that never occurred to me. I'm so innocent and. Unassuming. I, mean, I never would have thought of that either. That's really smart, honestly. But <laughs> you'd have to have like a deep understanding of how it worked. So I want to know if you accidentally defrauded them once or something. No, I think they're just like reeling it out to everybody. Because I saw on uh, Reddit's the like, the Movie Pass. Like there's there's two Movie Pass Reddits. I'm not quite sure why. There's Movie Pass Club and just straight R slash Movie Pass. <laughs> and they do the kind of the same things. So I was like, is this a, like, North versus South kind of situation? Oh, no. Or, like, what's going on? Oh, we got a crescent moon tonight. Check that out. It's, 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 a it's really cool. Is that Sirius next to it? I always thought that was Jupiter. Or no, maybe it is a planet. Or Venus, I think. Huh. I always, whenever I see a big bright sky out, or a big bright uh, star, star yeah. before the rest come out at night, I always just assume it's a planet. Because yeah. I know Venus is a real asshole and comes out whenever it can. <laughs> Venus is not an asshole. It's a I mean, it's a planet. planet. It's a dead planet. <laughs> oh, is it? Are, are any planets really alive? No, like, just, biologically, no. But. I mean, if you want to count, like, uh, volcanism, that's volcanoes, as being alive, then there are lots of planets that are alive, but it doesn't have any life on it. So there's literally no assholes on that planet. Wow. That's... I went to college, everybody. <laughs> I'm in my sixth year of college. <laughs> well, that's great. But movie pass. Yes. Uh, I get like I get that people like want to get the most out of it, but like you're just by having a movie pass and using it more than two times, you're, you're your money's worth. You're, exactly. Like you're doing great in comparison. Ooh, somebody got pulled over. Aw, oh, sick. Nice. <laughs> so like what's the point like are, do you love 3D that much to where you could you want to jeopardize this entire Everybody loves 3D at all I don't mean, I don't I don't mind 3D I don't hate it, but yeah like I'm still debating whether or not I'm going to go see Avengers and IMAX or not I mean I'm going to I'm not I don't think I want to <laughs> because I have training that day and I'll be in Syracuse so we'll see we'll see I'll let you know we'll find out uh, they're getting pulled over AF at least they're not in a Starbucks. Um, it's a current event joke, everybody. Yeah, you don't you didn't hear about the Starbucks guys? No. The black guys at Starbucks? Did you get shot? No, they like went to Starbucks and to hang out. They like were waiting for their friend, their white friend, by the way. Plot twist. Didn't expect. Not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just didn't expect it. Um, they just like these two guys went to a Starbucks and they were just hanging out, waiting for their friend. And the manager was like, "Hey, uh, buy something or get out." No, no, no. They're like, "Hey, can we use the bathroom?" And the manager of the Starbucks, who's a woman, by the way, so feminism is done. Well, I'm supposed <laughs> to hate now. I don't understand. <laughs> no, uh, but she's like, hey, you can't go, to, you can't use the bathroom unless you buy something, which is like, okay, that's fair. You don't, you don't just want that's some policy. That's policy for everybody. Yeah, like New York, that's like a big thing. We have, they have keys and like all that crap. Like you can't, you just go walk and use the bathroom. It's not cool. So like that's fine. And then the lady called the cops on them because they refused to leave, just overall, like straight up. And then the cops came and like kind of were forced to because somebody lodged a complaint and it was like justified by the law and all that. They like had to arrest them. Oh, no. So now everybody's mad at the at Starbucks and the cops. Cops to a lesser degree. I think people realize. Should we get in my Ryan Coogler version of this? Movie? <laughs> I'd watch that. It's Fruitvale Station, but I would make it like a Starbucks product joke, but I just don't know the coffee world well enough. 
Um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, you just go. You just hit a four-way stop, and those are the freaking worst. I never know what to do. Me and a guy got there at the same time. Yeah, close enough. Um, but yeah, that's what's going on in Starbucks. All right, cool. Um, so movie pass. Yeah. Uh, loving 3D, getting the most out of it. Okay, yeah. But problem with that is these people are getting banned, like literally blacklisted off of movie pass if they get caught. Like, why do it then? It's, not it's just for worth, 3D. It's not even worth the risk. Like for IMAX, fine. IMAX is pretty yeah, great. I buy IMAX. Like that's a good. Yeah. But 3D doesn't make any sense. I don't know. But Avenger, do you, you said your Avengers plans is maybe IMAX. I have no idea. I haven't bought my ticket yet. I need to look what the showings are gonna be like. I'm gonna be in Syracuse anyway that day, so I just might might see it in IMAX because you know. Event film. It's a pretty good movie, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Superheroes. Uh, what is that? That phrase you keep throwing around, Cape Kino. Cape Kino, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, there's a um, there's a letterbox account that sadly, very sadly, isn't active anymore. Uh, called R slash Movies, which gives like five stars to um. Oh, God, my dinner just came up. Uh, it gives, like, five stars to, like, the Christopher Nolan movies and, like, Marvel stuff, and it refers to comic book movies as Cape Kino. <laughs> it, just, it makes me laugh, so I just like to say it. <laughs> Don't know what it means, but it's funny. Um, I looked it up, honestly, because you were talking about it. I, it has something to do with oversaturation of comic book movies. That's uh, all make, I know. That makes sense. Speaking of comic book movies, we found out today that Steven Spielberg is uh, settling for a comic book movie. <laughs> I gotta... I'm, I'm not going to say anything about it, because last time I, I had a strong opinion about a Steven Spielberg movie, I got demolished. Ready Player One's not very good. It's, it's okay. okay. It's fine. But you didn't. You I weren't wrong. It's going to suck. I, I, I'm pretty sure you can quote me on that an episode somewhere that I said it was going to be bad, and it wasn't bad. It was fine. But, so, whatever. I'm sure I'll watch it. Is that a DC movie? It, yeah, it's, um, uh, what's it called? It's Night Nighthawks? Something Hawks? Dark Hawks? I don't know. Some, it's about these, um, uh, World War II fighter pilots who I thought it was just like a, a I don't know how DC got involved with that, but, but according to the press release where they announced Spielberg, they were like, oh, yeah, these guys, like, they are fighter pilots, but, like, they, they are on missions to, like, stop these other cool, like, uh, aviation technology machine flying oh, whatever. Fly boys. I mean, kind of. It's got a little bit of a Red Tails vibe for me. Just every single airplane movie ever made, like... I, I don't, it, it's, it seems like it doesn't it doesn't seem like it should be a DC property because it's like they don't do that you know but I don't, it's it's Spielberg so and he likes World War Two so it'll probably be cool but and especially after those uh, those cockpit scenes in Dunkirk I just like I'm all about I just want to see how many of the reviews of this movie are gonna be Steven Spielberg's gonna die someday <laughs> oh come on it's not he's not wrong. It's gonna happen. I know, but that one made me laugh. Honestly, I hate that guy's guts. <laughs> but that was a really funny review. And it, I guess it triggered some people. Like, I don't like. He's not the only one who said it though. Right. And I'm like, whatever. It's true. Everybody dies, except for Jesus Christ. Superstar. Did you watch that? No. Me neither. But you up for some Aaron Sorkin news? Oh. <laughs> but am I? You know I am. Uh. So, uh, Aaron Sorkin and his producing partner, Scott Rudin, got hit with a lawsuit today. Oh, no, for what? Uh, apparently, this is, now this is weird, the estate of Harper Lee, you know, of no. Ghost Set of Watchmen fame. To kill a mockery. Go oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently the, the estate is suing them because their adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird deviates too much from the original material. Isn't that a live show coming up? Uh, it's a, it's uh, no, uh, I think it like a play. It's a Broadway, yeah. It's gonna be a Broadway play, and how can you deviate? You don't need to deviate, Aaron. No, but the thing is, they don't like. Well, obviously, the defense Sorkin's can't. They're like, this isn't deviating. This is just like a modern, like kind of like a modern touch-up, and 
<laughs> this is amazing. They even offered to perform the entire play in front of the judge <laughs> to, <laughs> to, help, to help make the ruling. And I just think that's great. <laughs> they should do is they should show the Gregory Peck version of the movie. Yeah. And then perform. Oh, the that'd, entire be show. that'd be smart. That'd be smart. How different is it really? That'd be, that's that is enough reason for me to want to pursue a judgeship in like Honestly, the creative me, arts. Me too. Oh, it's hashtag me too. Sorry. I don't know. No. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just read that day. I just thought that would be really funny if Sorkin coked up, just <laughs> like no, no, you gotta say it this way, this way. And the judge is like, okay, chill, dude, you're fine. I'll let you, I'll let you off. Or you know. They, they gave him the copyrights already, though, didn't they? They had to. They, they I mean, adapted I just, it. I guess, like, it just seems like such a non-issue. I just I yeah. don't understand. And like any, I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't know. Have even seen read the script for it, but I think the fact that anybody is trying to deprive us to any extent of a Jeff Daniels performance, oh, sort of performance, he's playing Atticus Finch. Yeah. Oh my God, I need to get tickets to this. Movie. Yeah, it's gonna be the best. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if I win the lottery, the first. I'm sure there it can't is. be that much money. I mean, it's just an adaptation of Kill a Mockingbird. You know, I tried... It's not like you're trying to get Hamilton tickets or anything. It's true. I, I When I was in the city, I tried to get tickets to, like, um... Cape Blanchett was doing a show. Daniel Radcliffe? That makes sense. No, 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 I'm Daniel Radcliffe. Somebody, somebody I like was doing a really cool play. I don't know, they're... When you want... If you want to see a star on Broadway, like Jeff Daniels, the biggest star, arguably, you gotta shell out. <laughs> Jeff Daniels is the biggest star? I think so. Can you name anybody? That's better than Jeff Daniels? Who's a bigger star than Jeff Daniels, yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. No, false. Oh. Um. I got no money. No way, Jim Carrey. No, false. But they were in the same movie. Yeah, but Jeff Daniels uh, played John Scully. Michael the Dick Fassbender. <laughs> uh, I don't know who that is. I'm still mad at him for Snowman. I know I shouldn't oh, be, but I still am. He yeah. tried his best. It's close enough. It's close enough. Um, but you could do at least see a baby girl of a gander. That's true. That's true. She's she's better. They live in Portugal now. I found out. Yeah. That's good. I don't know how she. she, Obviously, like you don't uh, having a baby doesn't validate a marriage. But how is she gonna be be pregnant? She's so tiny. (laughs) She's tiny, and she's making these fucking movies now. Yeah, yeah. Like she can't be Tomb Raider pregnant. (laughs) That's just the plot point. Yeah. Who knocked you up? It's like that, that guy in the boat from the movie, I guess. It's just a big screen adaptation of the, the D storyline from Sonny. Oh, my like, God. Uh, oh, boy. Sad thing about me, though. I have not watched the season, the most recent season finale of Sonny because I'd, if um, Dennis doesn't come back, I don't want it. I don't want to be sad. I just don't want to. I want to ignore that he's gone. I'm pretty sure he's gonna come back. There's no way he's not. And he's got like, his new show is doing okay. Yeah, but it's not doing Sunny. Yeah, that's true. And Caitlin Olsen does do a show. She has a Fox show in addition to Sunny. So, but like Mac is making a Minecraft movie. Did you know that? <laughs> Why are they making a Minecraft movie? Minecraft make... was in Ready Player One. That's all I'm it saying. Was, and that was cringy as fuck, dude. Yeah, it was rough. I saw that. I was like, Ugh. Why? <laughs> Yeah. Minecraft world. Like, okay. Minecraft's going to be a dead meme in probably three or four years. Should have like, been Roblox world. <laughs> <laughs> do people still play Minecraft now? It seems like it's lost its cachet. I think they do. I think they're mostly children and me when I get bored. Oh. We're still good. We got the red bar. So we're still... Shit we're doing okay. We're, we're almost doing, there. We're here, almost I'll there. tilt it. So, uh... We are on our way, like we said earlier, to go to the greatest place on the, probably on the planet. Least in Ithaca. At least, eh, yeah, okay. Gorges are nice. Gorges, no? Not, not the gorges? I don't think I've ever gone to those, actually. The park down here by the lake is actually oh, pretty yeah, sweet. Oh, yeah, I drove by that today. Yeah. But, yeah. It's cozy. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't really have a beach beach, you know? Like, it has a dock and I mean, stuff. I have a hike. I guess I have hiked, uh, like, the, to the waterfall. Mm, right. Um, so, yeah, that's... Okay. I don't like the city very much, though. Really? No. I don't like the way people drive in it. <laughs> they're stupid. <laughs> they're really dumb. They're not and bad. They're very bad. Have you ever been here at, like, 3.45? In the afternoon? Yeah. No. It's garbage. I mean, where isn't... What isn't, like, garbage traffic, really? There's no There's no place in the world where people are good drivers. Over New York. I mean, no. 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 
I'm all sad that I discovered Ithaca so early. Because, like, it'd be a great place to, like, retire or, you know, move into seclusion once I've written my best-selling novel. Like J.D. Salinger. Is that what he did? Yeah. He didn't. He wrote like nothing. He he didn't really publish anything after Catcher in the Rye. Like yeah, he, that's too bad like Harper one. Lee, he coasted off of his his high school English high school English uh, <laughs> instruction book. It's like, too it, bad that uh, the one book he's remembered for is garbage. I, you've read Catcher in the Rye? I've tried to. I can never do it because all he does is whine the whole time, and it's so annoying. I haven't read Catcher in the Rye, but I have read Scrody McBooger Balls <laughs> a few times. Haven't made it to the poop that took a pee yet. I'm still working to that. The criticism that they lay in that episode of South Park is accurate. So accurate. And all they do is just... All he Stop does reading into stuff time. that isn't there. He just, he's just complaining. Yeah, that's all he does. Like, it's so annoying. Like, Ray Bradbury is a much better author than he is. Oh, Bradbury is the best. I love Bradbury. Yeah. Not as good as Pierce Brown, though, right? Stop, fuck. We're going to that bookstore. <laughs> And even if it's if it's not there, we're going to Barnes and shit. It's gonna be closed. Oh, it's gonna be so closed. God damn it! Well, now I'll have it sent to your uh, grandma's house. Fair enough. Fair. It's on James Comey's best. Like honestly, the James, the fact that James Comey read it and liked it, like doubled my. Oh, I should probably check this out from oh, from where it already was. That's all right. Because like you like you like the most niche like fiction ever it's of like. Amazing. Like you read that. Did you like the Sanderson books? There's like a thirty-part series. It's not like nine hundred pages long. It's a ten-part book series. How many pages long are they? Are the books? Uh, thousand. Exactly. Like I not I can't invest time in that. But Red Rising, okay. You got you got the James Comey seal of approval. So I have the fourth one. Bring the car with us right now. Well, that's not the first one. I bought it like a long time ago. When I think I bought it. When I went and saw The Greatest Showman, because uh, I was like, I really need something to cheer me up right now. That was so bad. (laughs) That movie had the exact opposite effect on you. It was supposed to. It was so bad. Did you know they kept, they held Greatest Showman sing-alongs in theaters? I did. I didn't know that. I think, um... Like, after I went, I had seen. I didn't go into the theater and saw it, but I saw that they were doing it. And I was like, Why would anybody want to do that? Like, you don't need. Why? Uh, let me start here. Waterboarding is just irrelevant now that you have a Greatest Showman sing-along. It's a lot cheaper too, though. Like, is waterboarding it? is. And second of all, who the hell would go to a sing-along in theaters? Yeah, I'm just gonna go into this giant place full of people I don't know and sing along White to this women. movie. Okay. White fair. women and children. Um, Sandy, where do you want to go to celebrate your third divorce? Let's, Let's go watch The Greatest Showman. They're doing a sing-along this week. I'll bring my boxed wine, okay? <laughs> I'll bring the boxed wine. I'll bring my big purse. We'll hide it in the purse. <laughs> I get to Michael Kors, but it's like the New York Michael Kors, where it's not actually Michael it's, Kors. It's Michael Kors with a K. It's okay if the wine spills in there. I don't care. I'll just buy another one. My husband, it's my birthday, so he'll buy me another one. Oh, God, I got it. I got way too into that. Yeah, you, you got really deep. You, you had a whole lore. I'm having a voice. <laughs> you got a backstory. I'm a voice kick. I did in class the other day. I did a, um, I guess a New Jersey version of Jesus Christ. That was really fun for me. <laughs> but then it that sounds exactly like that woman that I just did though. So I think just that's your I voice. I just have that voice. I'm, yeah. I'm really good at. I'm really good at that accent. No, I'm not. I'm not good at that accent. I should just be a Danny Zuko in Greece. Sandy, Sandy, what are you doing? Oh my God! No, oh my God! Oh my God! It's crazy. And look at that! Look at that pile of mediocrity right at the top of the hill. <laughs> Is that where you went to college? Ithaca College. And then you can see the good one right across the. Or where's Cornell? Real people go to yeah. Cornell. Fun fact though about Ithaca College is that. They are almost 17 years running of having the best two towers in the entire world. Oh no! <laughs> Yikes! I never, I never lived in those. I, le- I lived, uh, I lived off campus where the, where the cool kids, the cool kids did were. You really? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. My, su- my suite mates and I did not talk. Well, my, uh, there were like four of us in the suite. One of them was a baseball player. One of them was a swimmer who was an idiot. 
<laughs> the guy that was a baseball player was cool. Like, he did the whole thing where, like, hey, you want to come to this party with me? And I, like, trying to, like, integrate me into society. I was like, yeah, sure. Let's have friends. Let's go. Let's go to this party. And then by, by like, the third week, he just stopped. Because you were having to miserable the whole time? I wasn't miserable. I was just, like, if I'm not at work and I'm not in school, I'm just, like, hanging out and, like, watching TV. Like, watching Jeopardy at 8 o'clock and screaming and, like, watching movies and stuff. <laughs> But then my my uh, my sweetmate from across the hall, we we were we did college things like we spent we spent two hours once killing all the flies or no the, like the gnats that were in our room because it's just disgusting, and no no they were flies never mind they were flies they were not gnats, and then we just like like I hid in his closet for forty five minutes just to scare him. Did it work? Yeah yeah he's he was scared. But I had I had my TV on in my room, so it sounded like I was in there. Thought that's so I, smart. That's yeah. that's deception, theatricality, deception. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are just a few minutes away from the, th- the theater to go see what, Cody? We're seeing Wes Anderson. Yes. It's Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. No, um, we might get into this post movie once we get back into the cat. Uh, Wes Anderson thoughts. We've not talked about him very much, if at all. Um, he's not my favorite Anderson. Paul I like, Thomas? I like Paul Thomas better. Really? You do? By that, I mean I really, really like There Will Be Blood. Did you ever see Phantom Thread? Yeah, I did. You did? Yeah. What did you think of it? I can't remember. kind of disappointed. Oh, right, right, right. I it was too. okay. Yeah. Just serially okay. Whatever. I didn't get it. <laughs> I still my hypothesis with that is like I don't I don't think you can appreciate that if you haven't either been married. in like a long term yeah. relationship or married because it's just like okay why are you doing these things why are you letting her poison you that doesn't make sense to me and I buy that maybe yeah. one day like the people that, yeah like the people that love it are like super like oh I I know what it's like to be in a relationship and you hit that stage and like you like giving and taking and all that stuff and then there's the people who are like ah the score costuming Gannon Day Lewis ah the score isn't even that good. The score was pretty good. It had violin in it. That's why people thought it was good. I've been listening to it, and it's pretty nice. I do love me some violin, though. Yikes. The, the House of Woodcock theme, where it's like the piano. It's like the, It sounds like this airy, like, The one ethereal. from the trailer? Yeah, like this. No, no, no. This, this is a different one. It's, it's much prettier, I should say. Um, we know you're a PTA guy over, over Wes. I guess so. I mean, I've seen a few of his movies. I've seen um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Budapest Hotel. I never got it I didn't get it I didn't know what was happening <laughs> um, that's not my turn um, you can just go right through no I turn right down here there. oh well you're a piece of garbage oh I guess so directions navigating downtown Evgeny it's just a straight shot from here what are you talking about uh, I would say yeah um, how do you feel about him do you like him I like Wes Anderson I like him a lot uh, I don't Man, I really haven't given much thought to which Anderson I prefer, but PTA he has. They'll be blood. Such weird, differently weird. Wait, weird is not an adjective I'm trying to use right now. They make such incredibly different movies that they're kind of hard to compare. Well, I mean, I don't think they're. they're, Yeah, they're hard to compare, but I can. You can definitely evaluate which one you like more. Oh, yeah, just as a personal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love There We Blood, obviously. One of the greatest movies. One of the greatest American movies probably ever made. Easy. My favorite performance in a movie ever. We still really need Paul to Dano. talk about that. Uh, Just a whole episode devoted to it because it's so yeah. good. We met, Last year was the 10th anniversary, so we missed our shot. But maybe we'll do a whenever we're bored. PCA retrospective. I don't know. For his birthday or something. Uh, Happy birthday, Paul. Yeah. I like The Master. Boogie Nights is... Oh, I find it very unpleasant for some reason. <laughs> it's just sad. And, like, I don't like that. The... Like the Goodfellas kind of story, where it's like, oh, look how great things are, and then they kind of get progressively worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Inherent Vice was okay. Uh, a little bit too smart for me, I think. Uh, and I like having a plot, and that didn't really have a plot, and I was just, I was scared. Uh, what else has he made? Master. Oh, Magnolia. Magnolia is incredible. I've never seen that. Really, it's like three and a half hours long, but it's amazing. Is that his magnum opus? I think it might be. I think that's probably the most Paul Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Uh, there will be blood is very. Ooh, they're remodeling. Uh, there will be blood is like very classical of like rivalry and oil and stuff. And Magnolia is contemporary. And it's like full of original like characters and stuff. And I don't. Know, I just like that one. Uh, Wes Anderson, Budapest, I love. 
Rushmore's all right. Uh, Life Aquatic's okay. What else has he made? Uh, shoot. Moonrise Kingdom. You see that? It's creepy, but it's fun. It's nice. And I'm sure there's something else I'm missing, but I would say it's a toss-up. I, I'm not. I don't feel particularly strong either way. Uh, we are in the parking garage now. Shout out to the Green Street parking garage, right? It's on Green Street. Something like that. So we are just gonna park now. And you want to cut this now? I mean, yeah. Just yeah. realize that we're not trying to uh, encroach on your intellectual property, CinemaSins. We know you've done this before. Oh, they have? Yeah, they do before and after movie reviews. I did not know. I literally didn't know that. Well, we're going to be better than them because they suck. Well, we so. know how to... We didn't make turn film criticism into a sport for idiots. So I think we're pretty good on that front. Uh, nice. Parking spot right there. Hey, G and we will be back after the break. <laughs> Play the trailer. The Japanese archipelago, 20 years in the future. Canine saturation has reached epidemic proportions. An outbreak of dog flu rips through the city of Megasaki. Mayor Kobayashi issues emergency orders, calling for a hasty quarantine. Trash Island becomes an exiled colony. The Isle of Dogs. I don't think I can stomach any more of this garbage. Exactly. Same here. Words out of my mouth. Nobody's giving up around here, and don't you forget it, ever. You're Rex. You're King. You're Duke. You're Boss. I'm Chief. We're a pack of scary ah. and destructive. We are in the car. We just passed the the Cub Bakery. The Ithaca Bakery, but I, I guess the words were the letters were out wrong. Shout out, by the way, to Purity Ice Cream. Never been there. Never been to Purity Ice Cream? Nah. Oh, it's the best. I get enough ice cream in my hometown. My hometown. It's like a John Cougar Mellencamp song. I get enough ice cream in my hometown. It's probably about like apartheid or something. <laughs> like apartheid? A it's a metaphor. It's literally know. just about Nelson Mandela. The the <laughs> the uh, title has nothing to do with the actual song. <laughs> so we're in the car. We just passed the Science Center of Ithaca. We're just going to sh- keep shouting out landmarks. Ah, the Franklin Market. You know, places. Where I've never been. Until you sponsor us. Sponsor. Sponsor. Uh, that's another Science Center. That one's a cooler one. That's the fun one. Yeah, that's the fun one. Um, so, Isle of Dogs. We've seen it. Let's get your initial reactions, Mason. Let's do it! Uh, I thought it was awesome. I think, I mean, <laughs> it's the kind of movie that if it was made by, I don't know, I don't know why Zack Snyder just came to mind, but we're going to go, <laughs> we're going to run with Zack Snyder. I mean, when is he ever not in my mind, really? Daddy would have made this movie perfect. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There'd just be a lot of piss, a lot more piss than there already was. Um... I can't believe that happened. Uh, no, I love that. I mean, it's we talked a little bit before we uh, went to the movie about the Wes Anderson, his whole style and all that. And I think this is just a case of the, it, I, the movie could have been about anything really, but just the way it looks and the way that he adds so much awesome details and just the little touches that. Uh, turn a good director into a great director i mean it, it'd be worth it just to see a movie even if the story and the characters didn't work it's just so f- much fun watching him do wes anderson things yeah just like filmmaking you could do a whole class about this one movie that's, yeah i guess I, I never went to school for film I don't, so i don't know what film classes are like it's just re-watching the dark knight over and over be like how good no, was no, heath ledger no, they though don't do that. They, they watch um seven samurai uh, no. Speaking of Seven Samurai, nice, good, good, good job. This movie based on the works of Akira Kurosawa, right? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, he said he based it off of Akira Kurosawa, something else, and then the Rankin Bass Christmas movies. 
I got that. Those were the main inspirations. I got the Rankin Bass one. I mean, I've never seen any. No, no, I think he directly said Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is one of the inspirations. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, and I, I understand. I see the influence there is what I meant. Yeah. But I've never seen anything by that other, um, the Kira Kurosawa or whatever his name is. He made Seven Samurai, I, yeah, which I, is like... I know the, he's, like, yeah. famous, and he's, like... Yeah. Good. It's a good director. He's like Moby Dick. It's like, yeah, I know it's great, but am I, I ever gonna? Real, I have bad experience with him. Once I told somebody that I liked Empire Strikes Back and it was my favorite movie, and then he just comes out of nowhere. Oh, actually, <laughs> you haven't seen Seven Samurai. You don't even know what film is. I think this is like a good uh, entryway. If you like, like people might go see Isle of Dogs and be like, oh wow. Well, what's this style all about? And then they do some reading. It's like, oh, Kira Kurosawa, sure. I'll check that out if it's anything like Isle of Dogs or whatever. Uh, which is a lot of... Very important when, when directors do so overtly... Uh, kind of harken back, I guess, to something that they grew up on or something they enjoyed as kids or whatever. But um, uh, Initial thoughts, I thought it was excellent... Uh, Wes Anderson is just so he's just light years ahead of like almost every other director in terms of creating a, an actual visual style. Oh, it's yeah. like like people say like I just like I think we talked about this at one point before. I hate when people say something is stylized because I just think it's the most it's the most like nothing compliment to give somebody. It's like oh it's stylized, but how is it stylized? I don't know. It's stylized. It's, you know, it's got slow motion. Yeah, it's got slow motion and color, so it's stylized. It's like, no, that's stupid. But Wes Anderson is stylized, like with the symmetry oh and God. the way things are, are are framed. Like that is a style. He and I think he's probably one of maybe I don't know, he and Spielberg and Nolan. Yeah, I'll go Nolan. Uh, Stylized? I think they're the only directors working, and maybe Edgar Wright, but he's more of a he's more of like an editing kind of yes, guy. Yeah. I think they're the only ones who you, who have like a visual style to them. Like Spielberg's got like all the backlighting, and Nolan is like I think IMAX is in a way a style. Oh, that's fair, I guess. Um, and just the way he like in Interstellar, they didn't they like when they were in the spaceship, they actually projected space out onto this thing to like reflect off of their of uh, their uh, helmets and stuff. Like, I, I just think Wes Anderson is so, like, he's a 10 out of 10 in terms of somebody executing a style, and Spielberg is, like, an 8, and Nolan's, like, a 4 or a 5, and then literally everybody else is a 1. What? It's just a 1. Like, they have no... They're pretty, you know, normal, and that's fine. But when you say style... Point being, when you say stylized, you can only refer to Wes Anderson. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, but, yeah really like Dial of Dogs. One of my favorite of his, one of my favorites of the year. What did you think? I also really, really enjoyed it. It was very funny. It was very, um, quirky. Oh, yeah. Like, easily the quirkiest movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I loved, it made me just happy. I had a dumb smile on my face the entire time. I was laughing at every joke that everybody else wasn't. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Everything made me laugh in this movie. Even when it probably wasn't supposed to, but no, I also I just I really enjoyed it. I understood the uh, like what you were saying about the stylization. I really never noticed the whole symmetry thing before, but I'm pretty sure the only other movie I've seen of his was Grand Budapest. Um, and love Grand Budapest. I should watch that again. It's so good. It's so good. I might watch that again. Um, yeah, I also think this is it might make it to my my list at the end of the year but it's also only april it'll make it to my halfway list for sure yeah i'm pretty sure it will too but that remains to be seen um stop i mean stop motion i, I think more so than any other movie you see stop motion is just so impressive <laughs> like this this one though was done especially well there were some times when the animation was so smooth that I almost forgot that it wasn't like a 3D animated movie, mm-hmm. which makes it just mega impressive to me. It was just incredibly well done. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Kubo was the last big um, stop motion, and that looked 
much like this, it just looked big and it just looked like epic, and there was a, just an enormous scale to it. And just like, I, I mean, I know making movies is hard, but stop motion is like the hardest of the hard. Like you gotta, and 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 a lot like, um, actually maybe even less so with Pixar. You just everything has to be completely ready. Like you gotta lock in your script. You gotta like it's gotta be locked in before you start animating. Because yeah, once you get in. Yeah, like you can change. Maybe you can change like dialogue and stuff, but you really gotta stick to the script. Everybody really. has to stay, has say the right amount of syllables and everything and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this the coordination that you have to do and the the focus and all that that you have to do to to animate anything stop motion, whether it's a thirty second short or a two and a half hour feature. Yeah, like it's just so it's so hard, and I I just haven't. Enormous amount of respect for anybody who can do it and do it well. The, whether the last stop motion movie I saw was might have been Kubo, but I slept through half of that. Oops. I hate you and so then much. I saw <laughs> Anomalisa, which was a very strange movie. Wasn't that that was long, wasn't it? It was like two twenty. It right? was yeah, it was excessively long, but it wasn't as complex as this movie was. Um, most of it took place in the same three rooms and everything. That movie was weird, though. I want to check it out. It seems just... It's artsy enough you might enjoy it. Or at least be interested, like, fascinated by it. It's oh, wow. to watch once. I don't think I would ever go back and watch it again on purpose. Okay. But it was interesting. I mean, it got me through a shift at work, so... <laughs> you know. Do what you can. Um, but, yeah, the stop motion was just stunning. Like, I was trying to find like little cheats or maybe like flubs or slip ups and I'm sure they're there just from all the time you spend you're gonna make a mistake somewhere and you know uh but I just I couldn't really find any just like the scenes where just like papers are moving and like things are moving in the wind or just uh, all that stuff it's just stunning I just I a ridiculous amount of respect for Wes Anderson and anybody who can do one of these. But uh, as for the story and characters and all that good stuff, I thought it worked really well. It's very tight, uh, to the point, streamlined, easily digestible story. And like you said, it was really, it was really, really funny. And it was not funny in a. It wasn't funny in a Marvel way. It was funny in, like, a smart, like, oh, you kind of have to be looking for these, and you have to have a very particular sense of humor. Because one of the ones that got us towards the end was um, one of the characters was going into in for surgery, and they had, like, a little placard or whatever that said, uh, it was, like, brain surgery in progress. <laughs> and it, they switched it to said brain surgery completed. And that's, like, <laughs> that, just saying it, like, that's not funny, but, like, the way that, that it's in the movie, it was just, like, so... You have a placard for that? They, you can't just they, walk out and say, oh, we're done? Like, you have to have a little sign? They present it as just so matter-of-factly, like, this is normal that we're not being yeah. weird right now. I, I think that's that's so charming. And just, I love all the... A lot of little visual jokes, like the dog sneezing all the time. I loved that. <laughs> because scientifically proven dog sneezing is like one of the top three cutest things in the entire world cat sneezing is and we're gonna get to the cats v dogs debate because that's just i was triggered um (laughs) no 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 i mean i don't think you should be triggered the the cats weren't they were painted with a pretty antagonistic brush they were made really ugly but they were not the ones being bad guys they were just victims of if you like if you and me became the president of a city right and hated dogs more than we do we wouldn't or it's not like the cats are making us do it we just happen to like them better yeah cats are like a 10 and on average and dogs are an 8 it's like not a it's not a big deal it's not a big discrepancy like one of my dogs look like um the at least until he got a bath the brian cranston dog and in her She's a girl, but her ears, like, kind of flopped in the same way as his, and I was just, like, the entire movie, I was thinking, I, I want to go home and give her a big old hug. Scratch My little ears. Maggie. Yeah, her funny little ears. She's the best. Um, but, yeah, the sense of humor was just so <laughs> up my alley. And I can see, like, somebody going into this and just wanting to jam a screwdriver into their temple <laughs> from, like, all, like, okay, stop being so quirky, but it's just so, it's so charming and endearing to me. I don't care. This movie's, like, a better version of 
Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so accurate. Don't get me wrong, I love Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, but the the ukulele and the it's not ribbons. Not for her quirkiness, though. That's yeah, just the shtick runs all over this. It's like yeah, there's a shtick, but it's all right. We only have to deal with it for two or was this an hour and a half or two hours long? It's like one forty-five. And Zoe Deschanel just lives that life. <laughs> it's twenty-four-seven, all the time. Poor girl. Twice on Sunday. Um, but who was your favorite dog? Don't say Brian Cranston. Oh my God. Because uh, he was supposed to be everybody's favorite dog, but. That's true. Um, Jeff Goldblum. About how he always knew the rumors. <laughs> what are you hearing these <laughs> that things? That one made I laughed every single time. <laughs> that was another one not a lot of people were laughing at. I'm like, did they not get the shtick? It's just, it's funny because these rumors are all bullshit. <laughs> Everything he said was bullshit. And they, like, called him out on it. They're like, why are you hearing these rumors? He's like, oh, I just hear him. I hear him. I hear him sometimes. My favorite dog was Ed Norton. I like yeah, the way yeah. that he talked. It made me laugh a lot. He kept calling a vote. <laughs> but second, Let's vote on second it. place is that little pug. That can, there's Oracle. A, there's Oracle, a dog yeah. in this movie that can see the future. But which means... <laughs> should I spoil it? Go for it. Hey, spoilers yeah, for Isla Dogs. Spoilers for the blockbuster. Uh, <laughs> she can read... She can understand what's going on on TV. And all of the dogs think that it's like... Uh, Precognition. She can see the future, and just, she just watches TV. There's this one scene where this guy's, uh, where another dog is uh, telling a prophecy, and is going into big detail and just epic grand scale, and then it cuts over. Hey, does that sound about right? And she's just watching TV. Just, Wait, what? <laughs> and the, the fact that it's a pug makes it ten times funnier. It's just like a stupid pug face. Like, oh yeah, I know everything. And I hate pugs, so that should tell you something. Yeah, pugs are pugs are overrated. Low tier dog. Yeah, pretty low tier. Because when you've been when you've been like genetically be, like bushwhacked that long, it's like Ugh, the end result's not gonna be great. See what their skulls look like? Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's disgusting. Yeah, that's mess. Like, have you seen the pictures of pugs back in the day? Like normal. Well, they Before like they got all squishy. Normal human dogs. Yeah, they were kind of cute. Normal human dogs? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> they look like normal dogs. Yes, we under- I understand what you're saying. It's it's 1126. Uh, we've been up for a, for a while. Um, That's true. <laughs> when she... <laughs> The the reveal of that of the of the Oracle dog, he's like, and it's gonna the guy's like, and it's gonna rain on Thursday. He's like, how do you know that? She you see wa- the future? No, she she watches TV she and you see the weatherman in the background with like a bunch of snowflakes. <laughs> she can understand TV. The dog just whips around like, Ugh. so, God, so, so good. good, so good. Um, yeah, MVP dog for me was Brian Cranston just because. Of course. My dog, my main dog. Too. Yeah. But um, Bill Murray was also a great dog, but Goldblum is my favorite of the he was, tertiary. He was great. No Owen Wilson. I wanted to. Oh wow. I'm dog. so happy there's no Owen Wilson dog. Are you <laughs> kidding me? That sucks. Oh oh wow wow. Oh he's in a lot of uh, these movies, isn't he? Yeah yeah. He and Wes Anderson went to school together actually. Wow. So it's just nepotism. His movies would be better. It's friendetism. That's nepotism. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. Yes, it is the exact You're obligated same thing. by blood. You're obligated by your friendship. It's the same thing. It's no, the it's same not. Idea. Nepotism is for blood it's or not family relation. Stop it. It's it is. Insert. Okay, so you know how we put a picture on every episode. Yes, it's a gift. But the um <laughs> the definition of nepotism is this one's. Or just a link to the episode of The Office where Michael hires his nephew and spanks him. Oh God, that oh my God, that's one of the episodes that hurts. Season seven, episode one. Where he's like, just I'm, I'm gonna give you a spanking. <laughs> God, awkward humor, so good. No, not oh. always. <laughs> Scott's tot still physically hurts. Hey, Michael Scott. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Make our dreams come true. Hey, Michael Scott. <laughs> you can all have. How about I buy you a battery? <laughs> oh man, pain, deep, deep pain. Um, but uh, yeah, Isle of Dogs. We love the sense of humor. Characters are great. Um, all music. the gags. Oh, the music. Alexandre Desplat is like the second best active composer and if you don't count John Williams because he composes like one movie every he composes just Star Wars movies movies now I would say Alexandre Desplat is number one over the Hans Hans he's got a lot of peaks and valleys Hans Zimmer like Interstellar is my favorite score ever and then he did like I don't know Pirates of the Caribbean one 
No, I mean, the, the Pirates of the Caribbean score, that... And the, um... The big love theme, it's like... I don't know if I'm doing right, it's like... Or something like that. Yeah, Those are pretty great. One. It's like when Elizabeth and Will do Elizabeth and Will stuff. Yeah, you stop talking about those movies. Never. Uh, I will never. <laughs> I liked all of the music except for the one quirky indie song that they felt they had to play. I fall all of my pride. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That was just, that was too on the nose indie movie for me. Yeah. It was kind of cringy, to tell you the truth. They should have just replaced it with more drum beats because the drum beats in this movie were just A+. plus. Yeah, they were really good. I mean, <laughs> I get, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but, uh, yeah, music, excellent. Um, the, I guess, production design? Would you call it production design or animation? Just, both. like, all this just stuff. Just call it both. Production animation. I don't know. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's... the sets, or if you want to call them sets, I just love the visuals and just everything. It's just... It's very fun to watch. Oh, yeah. It's colorful. I noticed that. Very, very compelling. You could say it's... You put it on mute, and you could get a pretty good feeling for the story, which is always a plus for me. Yeah, yeah, so I was going to mention that, I liked that about this movie, was that it was very visually based, more so than like, there. don't get me wrong, there were a lot of exposition dumps in this movie. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, almost satirical, the amount that of information they were dumping on you, but it makes sense that they had to do that and stick to a visual way of telling the story because half of the characters didn't speak English. Yeah. And they, then and the, they didn't translate it all the time, which I loved. Yeah, the exposition never went too far for me. Like, it told you what you needed to know, but not, like, it didn't flesh out the world just for the sake of doing it. It kind of kept things close. It sense within the context of the movie, yeah. Yeah. It'd be like a news report, or mostly just news reports. So, you know... I, one tiny thing, I don't know why I like this so much, but when they do show the news reports, they're, like, drawn in 2D animation. Yeah, I like that, too. Like, that's such a neat thing to do, to, like... I don't even know what the purpose of it is. So I was to... wondering, so, uh... One of those episode, most episodes, one of those scenes is, uh... When they're doing that escape into the sewer, to where the Isle of Misfit Dogs live. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if that was just too much for stop motion to like being, being able to handle because it seemed pretty uh, complex and I wonder if they switched to 2D animation to kind of just uh, support you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so uh, I think it was just because they felt like it maybe uh, it, the 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 news reports weren't really a big part of the story. Um, you just did something to kind of. It was whenever anything was on the screen. Right, right. Uh, it wasn't just for news reports. It was. Yeah, it's like true. if there was a drone visual feed or something like that. Lots right. of drones in this movie. <laughs> Documentary now, by the way. They have an episode called Drones, which is. Hysterical. Oh, I could watch that. It's again. so good. It's so good. It's the best show. I liked the. We talked about this on the podcast before, but the first episode of that where they go into the hoarder house. <laughs> want to see me dance? I can dance. Want to want to watch me dance? Oh <laughs> uh, man, Fred Armisen is a tr- is a treasure. Hater is even more of a treasure. They're and he, he's gonna be Richie in it too. How psyched! Is that confirmed yet, or is it still? I mean, Chastain songs? Instagrammed about James McAvoy, so I feel it's like that's hilarious. I love that. Yeah, I feel did like that's gonna happen. He did, um, as a reply to that. No, I didn't. I think he just went to a picture of uh, him with his hands in her hair. He was like, "Yes, I am her hairdresser now." <laughs> uh, it's gonna be. I'm psyched for a chapter two. It's gonna be awesome. I am re-listening to it right now. Ugh. It's such a good book. A little too molesty for my taste. Oh, get the fuck out of here. It's not uh, molestation, that scene. But I don't want to talk about it. It's going to get me fired, probably. So uh, so the story worked. Characters really worked. 
music awesome, visuals awesome. Uh, what did we think about the... Well, I guess plot kind of goes along with story. But are there just any other likes do you have? Any other likes? Just... No, I mean, I think I, I liked mostly everything. I, I can't really think of anything that I overtly disliked right now. I thought it was just very well done and made me happy. Is there anything you didn't like? I mean, no, not really. Oh, one uh, thing I liked was oh, uh, yeah. our. <laughs> one thing that made me super uncomfortable was the dogs crying, physically having tears roll down their cheeks. Oh yeah. <laughs> made me so uncomfortable because ah. that doesn't happen in real life. And sad. Like there's a lot of real. Like just forewarning, there no dogs die, but there's a lot of sad moments, like dogs that have been experimented on or just in general, like dogs I, hurt, get hurt, and it's just not okay. Yeah. And I love, I love most dogs, so to see them in any discomfort whatsoever just makes me sad. But, again, it's no, it's not a Will Smith uh, with his dog and I Am Legend. Stop, no! Or Marley and Me. I've never seen Marley and Me and I never will. Yeah, not a, not a good time. Um, Drop it. No, it just skipped around my hand for a second. Uh, the dogs v. cats Dawn of Justice kind of subtext was interesting. And speaking of subtext, this is a Japanese internment camp deal, right? Oh, I buy that. Post World War or yeah, yeah. post or Dur- during World War Two? During World War Two. Right, right. Yeah, wow. I didn't think of it that way. I was just enjoying it, but now I see yeah. it. I see that. Somebody mentioned it. I saw like saw somebody wrote about it coming in because uh, people are upset. Uh, and I was Cultural like, oh, that makes sense. Appropriation. That's exactly ah. what they're saying. How Stop. stupid is that? I don't get. What are you appropriating? Anything he was paying homage to it. Exactly. He loves this culture, and you can tell he does. It's just... People... I don't like that people need to be mad about something. Did you see that story on Twitter today? Which one? It was of the guy who... He's like... I... You know... Every time I went to class... To this certain class... My management class or whatever... My... This guy that was sat next to me... He would always put his stuff on my desk... And then he'd take it off when I left... Or when I got there... You ever you read about that? No, no. Basically, this guy he went to management class. He sat next to this like Middle Eastern or Asian dude or something like that. And whenever he came in uh, to class, this guy's put his stuff on it on the other guy's desk. And he would always come in, sit down, and the guy would quickly take all of his stuff away. And he'd be like, "Okay, that's weird. Wonder why I did that." And then um, he said before class, he was taking a phone call, and he was like a couple minutes late. And he looked into the room, and the uh, somebody tried to sit in his spot. But the Middle Eastern or Asian guy, whatever, he's like, no, 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 my friend, blah, 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 lives Oof. here. And he had, like, broken English. And this guy's like, I realized, like, I was just being a dick for this for this long. And, like, he was, he thought I was his friend. And I, like, and, you know, I shouldn't be so stuck in my own head, blah, 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 blah. And then some, some social justice warrior is like, oh, another white savior narrative and whatever. Get the hell out of I here. Know. That's just a heartwarming story, and you're being an asshole. Exactly. You're being the asshole. And I think that's and I kind of, it's not much of an asshole. I think it's more of an area of concern, misplaced maybe, but concern nonetheless of like, that this movie is appropriating Japanese culture. It's like, we've been doing that for a billion years, and Anime this is like the least the... offensive part of it. No, this is just a happy, yeah. good, like... Every single movie that you love is probably descended from that dumb Seven Samurai movie. <laughs> um, it's, it's not appropriation, especially this movie. It's homage more than anything, I'd imagine. Yeah. He, I, I think he's he really loves this culture and is interested in it. But, was it was it a little uncomfortable for you that the main, that the city was named Magasaki? Megasaki. Megasaki, right. Not particularly, no, it wasn't. I'm pretty sure Saki just means city. Well, it's not a real place, though. It's not it? a real place, but I think that suffix, the, the Saki, just means city. I oh, understand okay. the you're trying to draw a parallel to a Nagasaki. I'm just saying, it's a, we know it's a, like a, it's like a metaphor, an allegory for, like, Japanese internment in World War, World War II, so I'm just trying to, like... There's some threads there, my dude. I don't... I, I don't think so. I, okay. All right. I think I'm just that, bringing I it up. I'm bringing it, it up. I, I have no idea, by the way. I'm not appropriating there. <laughs> I have no idea if Saki is just a, you know... It would a, make uh, sense, though. A suffix. I, I think it's just, like, a burg, like you say. Like, Pittsburgh. 
Like, you know what I mean? Strasbourg, Germany. Yeah. Maybe. You fucked your knowledge. Steven, <laughs> Steven Strasbourg. Pitcher for the Washington Nationals. Yeah. Former starter at uh, San Diego. No. San Diego State? Yeah, San Diego State. Get out of my car. I saw him pitch once. He was really good. I'm going to pull over. Okay. <laughs> he called my bluff. I always do. Um, other likes, dislikes? No, what about you? Um, it's definitely rewatchable. I'll give it yeah, that. I might, I'm probably going to buy this movie. And just like, uh, reminds me a lot of, uh, I mean, of Fantastic Mr. Fox, Wes oh, Anderson's one other. Thing, one, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, one thing it. that, um, kind of bothered me too, but this is like a serious criticism that I had, not the oh boy. dog's current. <laughs> it's not that bad, but sometimes when like the camera was panning, I had a hard time focusing on what was going on. Yeah, it was a little blurry. I yeah. had the same thing. I, I don't know if maybe they had the frame rate jacked up or whatever, mm. but I think that this, it would have been better if they hadn't done that, or just made it less... I don't know. I, I I don't know if we missed any jokes or whatever because of it, but... No, I think it was mostly establishers or just, like, transitions. That's probably, yeah. But no, I didn't notice stopped, that, too. Stop, stop doing the stop motion. Right, right. Yeah. But overall, I think it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites of the year, one of my favorite Wes Andersons. Could not recommend it enough. It's my not... favorite Wes Anderson. Huh. Oh, God. I said it. And uh, much like uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, this is a, a very fascinating blend of wholesome imagery and kind of excessive violence almost. Dark like, jokes. Because like, there's a scene in Grand Budapest, I don't even remember, where Willem Dafoe gets his hand crushed in like a door or something like that. He does a cat out a window. He does. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff in Grand Budapest. It is freakishly violent. And like Ray Fiennes, especially, it's just like this ball of rage. <laughs> He's just swearing all the time. It's like he... He... he his... West Anderson movies often look so... Like they just look like a piece of candy, like yeah, clean yeah. cut and refined and like a piece of candy, and just like the people in the movies are seem sometimes they're just so people. despicable and just angry and crass and violent. It's just it's a fascinating blend that uh, yeah, his movies are twee and like really artsy fartsy and all that, but there's always something interesting going on under the surface. And man, he's just the best. Um, also, God, it take it is like. Going from Cortland to Ithaca, it feels like forever. And then when getting back is like five seconds. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, grade for Isle of Dogs, Cody. Give it an eight and a half. I will concur. I will concur. I Eight and a half for me as well. Not sure if I this is a four or a four and a half stars on Letterboxd. I'm going to have to figure that out. But it's a, four and a half. it's a success nonetheless. Uh, real quick, watching, reading, listening to... Um, I told you I'm listening to it again. I had just finished Pet Cemetery. I'm on a Stephen King kick. Did you see there? There's a there's a new Pet Cemetery coming out eventually. Yes. Jason Clark of uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Boring uh, is starring in it. In Terminator Genesis is his worst movie. Can you just? I I saw like five minutes of it. I haven't seen any of it. I know it's the worst. Movie. <laughs> Can you please just recognize that it's worse? Sure. Um, uh, it's whatever. I saw one of those um, clickbait titles about it. Yeah. It made me super mad. But I, I, he's fine, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't really take a lot of... I don't know if it takes a lot of talent to play Luke Reed, but... I guess we'll find out. Yeah. What uh, about you? I don't know where you live. Right here. <laughs> right here. Uh, no, next one over. Um, I saw Blockers this past Saturday. Yeah, right here. Uh, really good. They kind of ruined... They put the best jokes in the trailer, which always bums me out, because, like, the trailer is, plays a lot. It's like the more you advertise, the less the... Pr- the more hurt the product gets, I guess. But it was good. It was wholesome. It was sweet. It was occasionally funny. There was a lot of subtle, like, you have to be a movie fan, like, hardcore movie fan to get these kind of jokes. But... Uh, the audience loved it, and it's got, like, a nice message and all that. Don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but it was a nice way to kill an hour and Is 40 minutes. Is this the beginning of the John cena songs? I think the beginning of it was Trainwreck. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Or the either that or the Cena meme, whatever came first. 
think Fred too was the beginning of it. <laughs> no, we're not we're not going that low. We're not dipping that low. No way. We have standards, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> All right. So that concludes the first ever CarCast. Let us know what you think. CarCast 2018. Uh, next, we actually do know Solidified happening. Next two episodes. Top five MCU scenes. And then... We have to suffer through Infinity War. You have to suffer through. Uh, we all have to suffer I'm gonna collectively. Like Nobody is gonna love it, and you're gonna probably you're probably gonna be cool. On here's it. here's a prediction. Want a prediction right now? Loki's gonna they're gonna kill Loki. Good. Everybody else is gonna walk off into the sunset after Infinity War two. We'll see. Everybody's gonna walk out into the sunset because Loki the Loki's fine. Like they'll nobody really well people care. But Lake won't no, impact the gonna, story at all. I, I bet they'll mark either Iron Man or Captain America. They're not going to mark Iron Man. They're never going to want to close the door on Robert Downey Jr. Then it's probably going to be Captain America. I They're think, not going to want to close the door on Cap either. I'm no, telling I you, think not, he, not gonna I think he wants to be done, though. Just I don't know. Chris Evans, I don't think he wants to do this anymore. I don't know. I don't I don't think that they're going to do jack shit. Well, that's fair. Jack shit. <laughs> so, that concludes CarCast. Follow us at underscore realflix on the Twitter. Leave a review. We'll probably pick on you. Probably. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, until next time, probably not in a car. Cody, take it easy. Bye, Mason. <laughs> and the dogs, they run. And the dogs, they And the dogs, they run. And the good, good morning sun. Sight.